Welcome to our Soul Intention Podcast, where we are intuitively guided with messages and purpose healing your mind, body, and spirit. Please join us where our soul intention is for you to hear the messages and guidance intended for you. Here we go. Soul family, how are you today? Thank you for joining us for another episode of our Soul Intention podcast. Say hello, Gail. <laughs> hey, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. I can't wait to see what's in the cards for us today. <sighs> Me too. So I am using our Oracle Tarot deck that we normally use. Plus, I'm pulling some new cards, which are from our their tea leaf little cards, which just gives us some insight. So I thought um, I would pull those today too. So here we go. All right, guys, let us hear what we need to talk about today. I hope it's something good. I tend to always, oh, there it is. Okay. So we got, oh, nice. We got emotional loss. That's actually a really good card. Okay. Now let me pull. God, that can go into so many different places. So let me pull our tea leaves just to see what it wants to tell us. And these are kind of cool because I can just pull from what pops out. Okay, there's one, two, oh, three. I'm going to pull four. There's four. Okay. Those are cool. Okay. So the first one is quill and that's like a quill pen and it's laying there and it says, get back to the basics. So that right there, initially who you are when you're in an emotional loss, like how you, how you're going to rewrite who you are and how you manifest things and put things into your life. The second one is, is mice, which is discord among friends or family. So what is causing the discord of that emotional loss is how I connect with that chair empty. Someone is leaving your life. So if there's someone that has left your life, so this is going to be a lot about not necessarily just situations of emotional loss, but people or loved ones. And then we also got angel, which is spiritual guidance, protection um, from harm, which to me is just when you're going through some sort of emotional loss that you do have protection with your guides and people watching over you, that they really do help guide you through it, even though it is still very hard to go through that emotional loss, but the healing is there and there's people to help you. So I feel that I think this is, this is a lot about people. Since we're, it's it since it says discord among friends or family, so I think that's more of what we need to talk about emotional loss and kind of how to rewrite, start over, start over, rewrite, but most importantly, also the healing aspect of it, because yes. we don't tend to think about how we have to heal after emotional loss because we're so just inundated with these feelings of sadness. I know. And it's yeah. so overwhelming when you're in that space. It's just, you're so sad. I mean, the morning's imperative. You have to go through your morning process and everybody has a different morning process. But I will say in looking at the card, which I, I, I will show you, Gail, is that he, it's almost, he almost looks like an angel with one wing. You can't see the, un, the other wing, but it, he almost looks like an angel and he's holding his heart with his hands. And from his heart and his other shoulder, which looks like the wing, it's actually a nautilus shell. And the nautilus shell represents growth, expansion, and renewal. So you can see it's almost like the heart 
has to grow and expand and renew, but it's also a wing. So it's that starting over. It's actually a really beautiful card because you can feel the pain in the card, but you can see where it can expand out and grow. It is heart-wrenching, especially when you're grieving the loss. If it's a loved one, you're grieving that loss because the connection, right? Of someone that you loved so much. If it's a friend, that's still hard because there's betrayal there or loss because they've passed. Or because you've outgrown each other. Or the, you've out, that's the, a really good the point. The relationship has, I hate to use the phrase ran its course, but maybe it has. Maybe yes. you haven't you've grown apart over the, you know, over the years or over whatever time frame. That happens and a lot. And we often don't think about that emotional loss that you have and that you crave for that person. And you kind of crave, oh, I kind of wish they, you know, we could still hang out and still have those talks, but I'm no longer that person anymore. Mm-hmm. But you crave that friendship, but you mm-hmm. realize too that, you know, the friendship isn't there anymore. Because you're just not like-minded anymore, or your life has shifted differently than theirs. You miss the friendship. You miss the connection or the way that your friendship was. Right? And I think that's something we experience in every decade of life. I don't think it ever gets any easier. I think that, you know, we deal with it differently. Your friendships and your, tw- you know, started in, you know, when you were a little kid, but like, as you get older, Maybe you both go off to separate colleges. Maybe it was a friend from from um, high school, mm-hmm. and you see that growth, you know, growth and change and that emotional loss. And then in your twenties, and now being in our fifties, it's different. And maybe due to family, marriages, you've gotten to a certain point in your career, or you've decided to study something else and reinvent your life, and things are just different. Or, you know, because of political reasons, maybe you just don't gel anymore. You know, that that has happened to a lot of people. A lot of people. And so that's an emotional loss that I think we tend to kind of glaze over a little bit instead of honoring that loss. We don't, sometimes we just don't address it and we just continue to move on. But I think that when you do go and address the emotional loss and honor the loss of that person. However, and the attachment decide, to that person and the attachment, an attachment. Yeah. However you decide to do it, it does open space for other mm-hmm. like-minded people or what I like to call your soulmate friends for other friends to come in and to meet those people too. Yes. Because you're continuing on your journey with new different types of people, experiences, right? We can't stay stagnant either, where I know sometimes you do part with people. If you're growing, you're you're growing with your life and they're staying stagnant. You know, there's people that get stuck and they stay and they stay and they stay in their headspace, in their life. It's almost like they're still stuck in high school or they're still stuck in the place that they were. And you've grown, you're growing, you're going on your journey and you're just in a different space and you grow apart. And that happens with a lot of people too. I think it's just how you Mm -hmm. have to deal with that attached loss of attachment, basically, Mm -hmm. because you have to let go. Have you ever had to let go of any friendships? Oh, I did. (laughs) I did um, a lot. I actually, in my, I'd say I was almost 40 and I was not very happy with 
the direction of my friends, I should say. I went through a little bit of a of a health crisis, which I've had health little health things in my life. And I went through a period where the one time I needed to just be by myself and figure out my adjustments that I was going to have to make with my lifestyle, that my friends that I thought were my friends were not my friends. And that was an emotional loss right there because it's the one time you need people to step up from you when you're always helping them. And the one time you need them, they are not there and you really see who they are for the first time. That was an emotional loss for me because I really got rid of everybody, but about three people. (laughs) And I was about 40 years old. And that's not easy to do in your Mm -hmm. forties to start over. And I did. And, but it also put me on my path to my energy line, which I'm grateful for. So it all, see, it was like a blessing in disguise, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, it was very hard. I felt very, I don't usually say the word alone. I always say I'm, I feel very by myself when I do things, but I felt alone for the first time where I just thought, how am I going to start over? How am I going to do this? And I just had to, almost like the shell, I just had to kind of slowly, gradually come out of it and get inspired with something and then really meet like-minded people that really thought the same way that I did. And I could really speak my truth and be myself and, you know, with my friends instead of feeling like I couldn't do that, which is how Mm -hmm. I kind of felt before, but as hard as that period of time was. And I'd say it was about three months where I was really not happy because I was suggesting to a, my entire life adjustment. Plus I didn't have my friends or that many people to talk to about it, but it was coming out on the other side. I look back and I'm like, thank goodness I did that because I love everyone I'm around. I love what I do now. I love my life now. It's just completely different than it was before. Not that it was bad before because I already had been doing things, but the way that my life has shifted since I kept all the people around me that were supportive and just like me, the same way I am in a friendship, they are to me. So that was like the first time I really had that or I have that now. So it was the best thing that ever, I think that ever happened to me, even though it was hard at the time. Do you remember, because I I lived in California at the time when this was happening with you. Do you remember what you, what you did to honor your grief? I I can't, I don't remember. Did you, did you, I know you're not a meetup person, so I know you're not doing any meetup groups. I did not. That that. is totally not you. But do you remember, like, did you go on hikes and. Oh, how did I kind of get out of it? Yeah. Like, how did you honor your grief? So the first thing I did was. Because I, I, I tend to um, isolate when I am trying to figure things out and I'm sad or I'm upset and it's not, I'm shutting myself down. I just tend to really kind of isolate and be by myself and again, by myself, because I like that. It's, it's kind of how I process because it kind of gets you a little depressed because you're in your head. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And so the first thing I did was was beautiful. I mean, we live in Arizona. It was gorgeous outside. So I just got up and I I took a walk and I walked and I walked. I mean, I had, I just walked and I just kept walking and I felt good. After that, it was more like I I started the next day. I kind of felt like, okay, I want to go for a walk again. And I wanted to be outside. It was the first thing I got up first thing in the morning. I went for a long walk. And as I'm in the long walk, my brain starts coming back in. Right. And I'm like, okay, so 
what do I, I kind of get inspired. Like I want to do something creative because I'm a creative person. So I want to do something. So I'm like, okay, maybe I need to reorganize my office and get inspired again and start, you know, refocusing on something to do. So then I started reading a little bit and doing some things that kind of helped me shift out of my mindset. But then once I was doing that, that's how the whole energy thing happened, which that's a whole Mm -hmm. story. We can say for another day, but that was the inspiration that took me in. So I think for me, it was just getting up and out and changing my brain chemistry so that I wasn't feeling sad. And then I started, you know, saying, let's go to lunch with my friends or let's with the girls that I was still friends Mm -hmm. with. They were like, come get out of the house or somebody invited me to an event. They're like, just come. It'll be good to be social. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And then you just meet someone and you, you start getting the you know, the happiness back. Does that make sense? It does. And you know what, this reminds me of just when you're in that place of emotional loss to reconnect with yourself, Mm -hmm. to reconnect with the things that make you happy. But when you honor the emotional loss, you reconnect to the things that make you happy and give you some joy and light you up. And in that, you found something new that was creative and you did, you started a new line of bracelets. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important that when you let that loss happen and go or whatever, is that you go, okay, so what can I do for myself? And that's the biggest thing is reconnection. Out of that, you find oh, I forgot I enjoyed this. I forgot how good it felt to take myself on a walk or take myself to dinner or to go to a movie by myself. For some people, it's I'm going to journal journal, you know, journal mm-hmm. <laughs> through through my loss mm-hmm. and I'm going to go, go on a nature. retreat mm-hmm. or go mm-hmm. stay with a friend or yeah, whatever yeah. that is. And, and, I, and I do think at your to your point that i didn't realize before i did that that i really wasn't being so authentic to who i was and to my life and to what made me happy i was more m- kind of making sure everybody else was happy so i i was tending not to t- as take care of myself and my own heart as i was other people at that time and now i make sure my heart's happy first so mm-hmm. it's it's a different shift from where I used to be. So I really, it wasn't conducive to my happiness before. It was conducive to my happiness after. So that's a really good point that you made. Yeah. So what when about those, you? Um, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been through, a, I don't want to say a lot of emotional loss. I've processed a lot of emotional loss just because that's who I am. Even if a relationship has changed, I tend to honor that emotional loss. I would say a couple of years ago, my first instinct was to run or to numb myself so I didn't have those feelings. Mm -hmm. And normally that meant maybe drowning myself in a meal that was not healthy, you know, eating something that wasn't healthy. Right. Um, I didn't want to say something specific because it was never really (laughs) anything specific. Like, you know, some people grab the cookies or some people grab the cake or even though I did go on a cake kick at one point, (laughs) but I mean, you know, I didn't want to feel them. I just didn't want to feel the feelings. feelings. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to feel the feelings. I tried to ignore the feelings, um, ignore it to the point of, gaining so much weight that I was unhealthy. 
I had a lot of loss at one time, you know, between divorce and relationships ending, friendships, uh, love relationships, closing a business, you know, even moving and having some grief and emotional loss and move. But, you know, I didn't really. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I find it interesting because you and I are so opposite in the fact that you said, I did not want to feel my feelings. I was feeling my feelings when I was Mm -hmm. isolating. I was just in the feelings. So I was trying to move through the feelings. And you're saying you didn't want to feel the feelings. I didn't want to feel the feelings. And what about when you, like when I lost my grandmother, when my grandmother passed away, that was really hard for me. It was the first time I really had somebody really close to me that passed. And I was, and I talked to her all the time. And that one, those feelings were really hard to get through. Like I couldn't sleep, even though I was, I felt, and I still do. I know she's got definitely looking over me. I always left little signs with my grandmother, but if you have a loss of someone, do you do the same thing or do you, is that a different one? So I don't think I've ever shared that. In fact, I know I haven't shared this with you. So my father died in 1996. Mm-hmm. I got married in 2000. Divorced in 2006. Um, let's fast forward. Was in a relationship. I had several since then, but was in one particular relationship in 2018. When we broke up in 2019, that's when I really felt the loss of my father, really? the loss of my um, ex-husband, the loss of my business. 20, so before 2019. That, so before when when your father passed, did you just not deal with the emotions then? Is that what you're saying? I did not deal with the emotions okay. then. And you just didn't want to promptly feel. after that met someone, which you know, we <gasps> dated for four Takes years, then got from... married and hadn't really dealt with it. 2019, Don't. I was forced to deal with it. And I say that now save that story for another day Okay, how I was forced to deal with it. But that's when I finally said, I'm going to deal with everything. I have to. I have not grieved my father. I had not grieved my marriage. I had not grieved that business that was my baby and all the changes in my life. Friendships that had come and gone. Yes. You know, that's kind of being a little dramatic, but it was really like my father, my father, the business, my ex-husband, and then that, that relationship that ended in 2019. That's when I really grieved it. And, you know, in 2012 or 2011, when I made that conscious decision to have a healthier lifestyle and I lost a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. it kind of started then. But because I the still, emotions were coming because out. Because the too. emotions were coming out and the emotions mm-hmm. were releasing as I was losing those protective layers. But I will tell you, it wasn't really until 2019. Like my head is in such a different place now. Yes. Than it totally, than I think ever. Yeah, long, long time I've known you. Yes. Yeah, ever. Yeah. And you know what? I just, it's very freeing. Just think about it. Little boys are told not to cry. Little boys are told not to have feelings. Even sometimes girls, you know, a lot of time girls, oh, toughen up, 
toughen up, like, or if you know, get if over you feel it. bad, yeah, get that's one, get over it, <laughs> get over it, get over it. But I, I have, I have, so, I look at my nieces and nephews and like my family, and I'm like, I, I have hope that we change that for generations to come. I think we are, and that it's okay to grieve. It's on your timetable, but don't try to bury it and don't push it away. Yes. But address it, but it's in your time because it's in your grieving, time. Everybody grieves differently. Yeah, Some yeah. people grieve more quickly than others and respect other people's grieving process. Well, I guess there's no real way to say, you know, what are some steps to take to help you grieve? Because we just kind of address that. And I think it's just make sure that when you're in your process, you're addressing it and not tucking it. I think that's the main point. That's the main point. You don't push, don't push it down. Don't push it away. You and, know, don't overcompensate. Like some people, which I was on that list too, like I'd overcompensate. Like after my father died, I worked, 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 worked that way. And then I met somebody. So it was work, met home, more work, go out with him. So I think it's don't push those feelings away. And if you want to be someone, if you want to be private, be private. If you want to mm-hmm. talk to somebody, if you need to go be busy, go be busy, but don't ignore it. That's, don't ignore it. And know that this this process, even though I know when you're talking about someone who's passed, that's kind of a different situation than if you have let go of friends or a friendship is lost but, you know, or a business partnership mm-hmm. is lost, right? Mm-hmm. All those are different, but they happened for a reason. Yes. Right. So I think not necessarily the person that has passed because that's, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just grief. But the, but when you're loss of a business, loss of a friendship, loss of a business partnership, loss of any type of relationship or situation that you're having emotional loss on, that, that suffering, that there's wisdom and knowledge that comes from, and that all of your painful experiences are just as important as your joyful experiences, if you can look at it that way, because it's putting you in a place that's important. And it's, it's important to go through the grieving, but understand what's coming with it and try to learn from it. Try to see the positive in what has happened instead of focusing on what you've lost. Like when you gave that great example of you would go for a walk and you would think, and then you came up with some new creative, a new creative endeavor, Mm -hmm. you were writing a new chapter. You were writing something out of that grief of loss. That's the quill. That that came from grief that you created and designed a whole new line. Completely. I rewrote my story. You rewrote your story. I rewrote my story. And that's... yeah. It's a beautiful thing now looking back onto it. It was it was great at the time. I didn't I didn't do well with it. And the funny thing was is that the way that I was grieving even when I was struggling through all of my life shifting from everything I I had to change the the non-support of how I was handling it because it wasn't their time and how they wanted me to do it then I wasn't allowed to shift or grieve, or even if it was just grieving my lifestyle, the old life that I had, because I had to have a new life before I even got rid of my friends, I still had to shift everything. So it's kind of, how do I do this? But you've got to find your process of how you're going to move forward, but you need the support system. So because it's not on someone else's time or the way that they want you to do it doesn't make it wrong. So just know that however your process is with 
anything you're grieving, it's your process. And it's, it's your okay process. for it to be your process. And don't and if- let anyone tell you that it's not the right process. So I think that the most important part is to really focus on those experiences to understand they're so important and why it happened and really figure out the why. Why did it happen? Can't Your heart needs to heal in order for it to heal and love yourself and be back on your path. You have to heal, move through it, know your why, forgive big important thing, forgive people and yourself. Got to forgive yourself and the other people dual. You've got to do both to then grow and expand your heart back out so that your heart center is full. And I just want to piggyback off of that, that just so people know, forgiveness doesn't always have to be, I'm going to that person and apologizing to them. That could be, that's just forgiveness in your heart. And also forgiveness doesn't mean that if it's a harmful situation that you forget, Mm -hmm. but you do release very, very two separate things that Mm -hmm. you're doing this for your own healing Mm -hmm. and for you to move forward. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to hold on to that energy. You forgive because you do not want to hold on to that energy. You forgive yourself for allowing that situation to happen, even though it might not be your fault. You still have to forgive yourself. You forgive them for their behavior or vice versa, whatever that situation is. You do not have to forget that that happened. I will say I am am probably the worst at that. (laughs) And I'm a super kind person. But if you do something to me, I forgive you for doing it, but I cannot have you in my life anymore because the energy and the way that you are treating me that way, I'm I'm not okay with that. So I have to keep, you know, you're only as good as the people you keep around you and that I want good people, good energy, happiness around me. And so that was then, and I leave it in the past and I move forward. Exactly. And I don't feel bad about it. I don't. Because I have to protect myself and I have to keep really good people around me. Right. Everyone should. Everyone should. And even like I said, if it's something where you've outgrown each other, you just, you just kind of cherish the memories that you have. Yes. And I love the expanded heart. And then you grieve that emotional loss that you had of that connection. And then you heal And then it expands your heart. Yes, I love that. And then you begin new. You pick up the quill, you start writing your new story because the quill is no longer laying there, being ignored. It's actually writing the new stories. I think that wraps it up. I think that was a a great discussion. I enjoyed that. I did too. I really did. And, And I've been through it. I know a lot of people have been through it. And we hope you took something wonderful away from our discussion today. I know I did. And I I learned something new about you today too, which I love. I love to learn new things. So, (laughs) well, that wraps up another, uh, our soul intention podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, we appreciate you being here. We do again, hope you took something with you valuable today that touched your heart. So please follow us, like us, join us for all future episodes and anything that you feel connected to, because that's why we're here. So we will see you next time.